guys, none other than Minister David Brown. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I praise you. Thank you, Jesus. I can't admit this is a very different view for me. <laughs> oh, Lord. As much as I hate to admit, I am a little bit nervous. But God gonna get the glory anyhow. Thank you, Jesus. I'd like to give honor to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the head of our life, should be the head of your life. Certainly do thank God for our general overseer, Apostle C.A. Coward, presiding bishop, Bishop Ira J. McLeod, and the board of bishops. Glory be to God to my angel, my pastor, Elder Ray Johnson Jr. Thank you, Jesus. To the poor paid minister Ty Legs. Thank you, Jesus. First Lady Coward. Thank you, Jesus. And certainly to my wife and my child. <laughs> to God be the glory. While you're standing, can you turn with me quickly? Thank you, Jesus Christ. Romans 7. Seven and verse fourteen. When you gotta say amen. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. Thank you, Jesus. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that I do. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that do I. If then I do that which I would not, I consent, consent under the law that is, is good. Unto the law that is, is good. Now then, is it no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me? For I know that in me, that is, in my flesh, Look at your neighbor and say, in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. For the good that which I would do not, but the evil which I would not, that I do. Now if I do that which I would not, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I find in the law that when I would do good, evil is present with me for I delight in the law of God after the inward man but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and, bear, and bringing me unto captivity unto the law of sin which is in my members O wretched man that I am who shall deliver me from this body of death I thank God 
through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but the flesh and the law of sin. Lord, we just want to say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for this opportunity, Jesus. I count it a privilege and an honor, Jesus, to stand before your people. God, take this nothing and use it for something, Jesus. I don't have the words for your people, God. God, minister to me as well as to them. In the name of Jesus, we'll be careful to give you all glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. Amen. In this chapter of scripture that we, that we just read, Romans 7 and 14 on down in its entirety, uh, sorry, the title of my message is Young, Saved, and Struggling. Young, Saved, and Struggling. Thank you, Jesus. When we talk about the flesh, I believe Paul was like the advocate when it came down to the scriptures. He wrote so much dealing with the flesh that if we go through anything dealing with our flesh, I believe Paul is the person to go read up on. And Paul said, that which I want to do, I can't do it. And that I don't want to do, I end up doing it. That seemed to me like a conflict right there. Here I am in the church trying to live right. Want to serve God. Want to live for God. Yet I find myself messing up time to time. Yet I find myself going three months, A-OK, and then that one day, I fall. Yet I find myself praying, getting out of a high service, thank you, Jesus, and find myself right back in the same old situation. This was, this, this hitting home for me right here, because in my eyes somewhat, me personally, I don't like confessing. If I had a chance to not confess, I would never do it. Never, ever, 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 ever. It's probably one of the hardest things I ever had to do in my life. Because when you look at your pastor, your pastor is like your father figure. And you're going to tell your father, Pastor, I done done this. Pastor, I done done that. Pastor, I done done that. And not only that, but you find yourself doing it again and again and again. And then when you want to go in there, you know, you don't want to. Me personally, I hate disappointing my pastor. I, I don't like going in there confessing because I feel like I'm spitting in his face. He just counseled me on this, and yet I'm back in here again. Glory to God. This thing hit home for me right here. So as I'm ministering to you all, I'm also ministering to myself. I have to be worked on as well. But Paul said, that what I want to do, I can't do it. And the thing I hate, Paul said he hate. He find himself doing the thing he hate. Here I am supposed to be loving God. Can't serve God fully, but I'm hating. and I'm doing the things I'm hating. I could probably say people don't like drinking. People probably don't like smoking. 
But at some time in their mind, they feel like they need this. I need to drink. I need to smoke. A few of my relatives, they'll tell me all the time, man, I don't lost my mind if it wasn't for weed. That's what they tell me all the time. Man, you know, man, I got this back issue. You know, I had that car accident. That's the only reason why I smoke weed. That ain't the only reason why you smoke weed. But the devil, he'll do that type of stuff. He'll put that thing in front of your face, and then he'll, he'll hide it, hide it behind something. I remember myself falling in and back and trying to go back to what I was doing. And the devil used to try to tell me, man, it's all right. Go ahead. It's all right. And then you just do a little bit. And he say, oh, you did that? You might as well do this. Oh, man, you done did that? Man, you might as well just go do the whole thing, man. Go ahead. And at that time, you don't, you don't remember nothing the pastor said. You don't remember nothing that pastor just preached. He just taught on temptation, and here you is falling in temptation. He just taught on praying and getting a relationship. And we ain't learned anything in this past month is getting a relationship with God. And here we are falling back into the exact same thing that we just came out of. This right here hurts my soul so much because I find myself in this situation more times than I want to. I find myself, my pastor is right behind y'all. He would, he would tell y'all. He ain't going to tell my business, but... <laughs> But he would tell y'all. <laughs> but at the same time, glory to God. I just don't want to disappoint God. I'm no longer at the point. You know, when we was younger, they used to tell us, you better get saved or you're going to go to hell. You, you better do this or you're going to go to hell. It was always hell, 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 hell. I'm no longer want to serve God just because of hell. I want to serve God for real. God don't have to scare me. God don't have to cut off my leg. God don't have to give me cancer, diabetes. He ain't got to do none of that. What he done already is enough. So even if he don't ever do anything else for me, I'll be all right. You know, I've been in this church a very long time, all my life. Some of y'all know me from young to old. And that's all they used to tell us. And the worst thing I hated, I hated the most, oh, you young. You ain't got no worries. You ain't got no bills. You ain't, that's the worst thing I ever heard in my life. You got young people trying to kill themselves. Y'all looking at a young man, I had to grow up early. Most people would never ever know this. I had to grow up early. I didn't have time to have a childhood. I wish I could stay in my parents' home and pay a phone bill. That would have been lovely. If I had that chance and opportunity, I'd be doing that right now. Probably won't have my wife or my daughter. To God be the glory, anyhow. <laughs> but this is, this is real. This life is real. My sister used to tell me, she said, man, it's hard. And I used to tell her, man, this ain't hard. That was when I first got filled with the Holy Ghost, for real. And I was on that spiritual high. And she said, it's hard. I said, it's not hard. It's hard, y'all. <laughs> it's hard. It, it, it's very hard. 
Living the life of God is hard. It's, it's normal to go smoke in the world. It's normal to grab you some cigarettes, go in the backyard, puff one, and you feeling all right. It's normal to hit a shot every now and then. It's normal to go out and party every now and then to the world. And we living in this world, and we live in an abnormal life. Us as children of God, we walk. And just because we children of God don't mean Satan leave us alone. Matter of fact, he bothers us even the more. Here's God. Oh, here's a child of God. Oh, let me go around. Let me, let me, try, let me try him with this. Let me, send, let me send her past him real quick. See how, see how he act. Let her twist right past him. See how he act. Let him take, let me take, let me, let him take off his shirt and walk past her. Let's see how she act. That stuff, honestly, that stuff do look kind of fun, don't it? You be scrolling through Instagram, TikTok, whatever y'all got. Y'all see them partying at their vacation homes or whatever, whatever. More than half of that stuff be fake anyways. They just putting on a face for y'all. But we see this stuff and we want this stuff. Not knowing what the struggles that them people are facing with. Yet you see these person got all these likes, millions and millions of followers. Probably never even seen a percentage of percent of them people. To me, it's kind of crazy because <laughs> they be talking to themselves. They got a camera. <laughs> they be talking to themselves. And then they post a video for us to watch. That, that's, that's a little crazy to me. That's just me. <laughs> Let's go back in the words. To God be the glory, man. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Let's go to Romans 8 real quick. Thank you, Jesus. My title is Young, Save, and Struggling. Thank you, Jesus Christ. Romans 8 and 36. As it is written, for thy sake, we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. This is right here. This, this is what makes our life hard right here. Even though we're living for God, this is what makes our life hard. We have a target on our back everywhere we go. There's more demons in the, in, in the world than it is saving people. A third of the angels fell. And majority of this world is wicked anyways. You're looking at a 10 to 1 fight at any time. Only because of God and grace, God, grace and mercy is how we stand today. To God be the glory. Let's go to Romans 9. I apologize, Romans 8. Let's go back up, Romans 8. Romans 8 in chapter 4. That the righteous of the law might be fulfilled, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. This is one of our problems right here. The devil... When it comes down to us, save people, young folks, when it comes down to us, the devil don't have control over our bodies. But what he do is he plant images in our mind. 
And the problem with us is when we don't combat them images. But we let that image take us to this image and then this image. And then guess what? You're going to find yourself doing what you were just th thinking about. Every action has a reaction. You, you, your mind, your mind is the movie for your body. You got to think about everything before you do it. The Bible says casting out every imagination. So the fight got to start in your mind. If you kill it at the source, you ain't got to worry about it manifesting in your body. And it reads, for they that, verse 5, for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. As I said earlier, if we learn anything this month or this past month or so, is getting a relationship with God. And that's been my struggle, you know, for a long time because... With this teacher come for, you thought you had a relationship, but then you find out you ain't got no relationship. You know, it's something when the apostle come up here and he break down everything, and now you without excuse. You, you got to do it for real now. So when he came up here preaching about relationship, relationship, I said, man, I really don't have a relationship with God. Like, like, not like I need to. So now I basically got to relearn God. Now I basically got to, you know what I'm saying, start all over again. That's, that's the reason why I went to Mississippi. I'll be honest with y'all, I did not have the funds to go to Mississippi. I do not like traveling, let alone 800 miles to Mississippi. Jackson, Mississippi roads almost tore the car up. Damn, <laughs> not potholes out there. Them are car killers. So, I didn't, I'll be honest with you, Jackson, Mississippi ain't, you know, the best place. So, but I was in search of something. I needed a spiritual place to go to. I literally told my wife, I'm going up here to rekindle a love flame with God. This is why, that's why I told my wife, you can ask her, she over there. I came with an expectancy, and I ain't never... Never, ever, ever been fought so hard going to a convention. So I knew I had to get there because something they're waiting on me. And, man, I'll tell y'all, the week before the convention, my car began to literally fall apart. Literally, literally, when I say literally, I have to open up my car door with a zip tie right now. I cannot wind none of my windows down. My car is leaking water. My car, and just in one week, that car went down. My wife will witness, she right over there, she'll tell you. I couldn't even wind my windows up in raining season. This hurricane season right now, I couldn't even wind my windows up. I went two days with my windows wind down, raining. But I had to get to Jackson. There was something there that I needed. There was something there that I had to get to. Being under a tent at midnight, being in a church that's really, really hot. Really, really hot. We didn't have no exodus until like the last day and we barely had that. 
But I didn't care about none of that stuff. I didn't care that, you know what I'm saying? I didn't care that, you know, that there's no AC. I didn't care that I fell to the ground outside on the ground, praising God. In my dress clothes. That wasn't my concern. My concern is I'm trying to reach Jesus. I literally had to basically re-tarry for the Holy Ghost. I have the Holy Ghost, but when I was out there, man, I was digging like, Man, like I had to, it felt like I really had to get the Holy Ghost all over again. Man, I'm, my wife right there, I was telling her, man, I, man, babe, I was digging. I'm, I'm Jesus, 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 like, Jesus, 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 like, like, <laughs> I was digging. That, that, all that trouble I went through, that wasn't going to be for nothing. You know, I'm not, I'm not going, like I said, that's 800 miles. I do not like traveling. I hate traveling with a passion, honestly. I wish I could have flown, but we got my baby. Can't really do that. <laughs> but, man, it was a blessing. And the way God showed himself every single night. A greater fashion every night afterwards. Especially in a midnight cry. Here we is in, at midnight. Glory to God under a tent in Jackson, Mississippi. The crime rate is bad over there. And here we is outside under a tent. All of our guards are down. And we out here calling on Jesus, crying, on, crying to Jesus, looking for something, searching for something. I had a made-up mind, church. I was struggling, glory to God. I was struggling. Thank you, Jesus. I found myself in a predicament the week before I didn't even, didn't even want to be in. Here I am saved, trying to live a saved life, and I'm going through. Here I am, here I am saved. Glory to God. I'm trying to live a life that's not even compatible with my flesh. Every day is a fight. Every single day. It, it shouldn't, you know, in my mind, I'm trying to live saved, man. Shouldn't. God, don't you want me to be saved? Yet you're throwing everything at me. Everything's being thrown at me that, look here. But I'm trying to prove you for something. I'm trying to get you somewhere. You know, I, like I told y'all earlier, I don't like confessing. But I won't stand in front of God's people and I'm not right. I called my pastor last night before, when the pastor called me. I said, Pastor, is it okay for me to go? He gave me the go ahead. I called Pastor back. I told him I can do it. I'm not that type of person to come up here and fake it till I make it. I'm not going to be the one, glory to God, that y'all blood is on my hands. So if that takes me battling my own self to go into that, that office after the eighth time this year or whatever. Pastor just told you, you got to pray. 
Are you studying your word? You know, my pastor always telling me, the devil ain't gonna never leave you alone. And then he goes on to say, if the devil ain't bothering you, you ain't bothering him. That's encouragement to me. The fact that the devil will take his time to try to get me every single time. Oh, it's a place God trying to get me. It's a place God trying to get all of us. Every time we find ourselves in temptation. Oh, my blessing must be around the corner. Every time we battling for this gospel. Every time we go out, we are literally examples, ambassadors of Jesus Christ. And if you know anything about an ambassador, they're basically the face when, the, uh, when, the, when they go out to another country. We are the ones people are supposed to look at and like, what do they have? It's foreign to people to see me. Once they find out I'm 21 years old, man, you got a wife? Man, you got a baby? You know? That's foreign to them. And this is what they tell me. Oh, no, I ain't ready yet. No, I can't do that. But I don't care. There's a scripture that says it's better to marry than to burn. That actually has a double meaning, if y'all didn't know. Because if you're funny, kid, you're going to end up going to hell and burning. That's right. And then your flesh going to be burning because you know. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so, if it take me give some responsibility, you know, but I didn't even look, I love that woman over there. Right. I love that woman over there. Right. I looked at her, I was like, I think after two weeks, we met, after we met two weeks later, I said, I said in my mind, I ain't tell her, I said, I don't know how, but I'm gonna marry this woman. <laughs> I said that in my mind. And lo and behold, I married her. <laughs> but she really has been a blessing to my life. <sighs> Thank you, Jesus. I'm sorry. I'm trying to take this slow. I don't really want to mess up. This is probably the biggest stage the church got to buy away. <laughs> But I, I do want to, I want this to be as effective as possible. Because I really feel like it's something that we all go through. And this is our Yam Sunday. Being young, saved, and struggling. So let's go down to verse 7. Because the carnal mind is imminent, uh, Enmity against God, for it is not subject of the law of God, neither indeed can be. <clears throat> so then, 
they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Let's read that together. Verse 8. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. This is, this is, this is kind of like instructions right here. If you want to please God, you cannot be in the flesh. So what that means, I need to develop a spiritual relationship with God. That means I have to pray. And that's what God asks for, pray. Praying is conversating with God. If I have to fast, they used to say, you don't fast, you ain't going to last. If I have to go to every single church section, every revival, midday service, six o'clock prayer, whatever it takes, I'm willing to do it. Because the Bible declares that the righteous shall scarcely make it in. That means barely, if y'all didn't know. <laughs> but that means those who are doing all, all, I mean all they can. And don't think you just finna do the bare minimum and get the same reward as somebody who's doing all. It just don't work like that. You know, I can't work out once a year and have the same results as somebody who work out, you know, two times a week. I'm still going to be flabby. <laughs> and you're still going to be spiritually fat, flabby if you don't get in and do what you need to do. The Bible clearly says lay aside every weight. So that means whatever is hindering me from getting to God. See, I can run. I can run a race. There's something about running a race with no weight, but then there's something that's running the weight with dumbbells on you. And the reason why Satan is catching up with you is because you're running with all this weight. So now that means I got to get rid of some of this weight. So if I'm going to outrun the devil, I got to get rid of some weight. So what is my weight? That's the question that you need to answer. What is your weight? What is the thing that's holding you back? What, what is that thing that's stopping you from getting to God? What is that thing? What is them things? Is it him? Is it her? Is it they? Is it the phone? Is it the TV? That's a question that you're going to have to answer on your own, because I can't do it for you. Everybody here got their own battles. You know exactly what's hindering you from God. So now what am I doing to progress my relationship with God? Am I willing to get up at 6 in the morning? Man, no, nah, I got to work, man. I ain't finna get up that early. No, you got to come with a different mindset. You have to come with a different mindset. You're not going to do this. I promise you. I've tried it. I did. I tried to do the bare minimum. Go to church on Tuesday. Go to church on Sunday. Come to church on Wednesday, shout a little bit, go home. That don't work. That just don't work. It just don't work. Because when the devil come at you, what you going to do, shout in his face? You're not even dancing before God at that point. you just dancing. The devil going to look at you and laugh. You know, take this. You finna run with it anyways. Right across your face. Guess what? I'm going to pass the office on Sunday. 
I'm in pastor's office again. Pastor, I just don't know what happened. I did this and I did that. Oh, you know what happened. You know what you didn't do. So here we are, trying to live a life, and we ain't even doing the requirements to live the life. You know, a, a college ain't just finna let anybody into their college. There's qualifications you have to meet before you enter into colleges. A job ain't just finna let anybody in their job. You have to qualify before you get hired. And even some of them do temp agencies. Y'all temporary, some of y'all temporary spiritual lives. Oh, let me, let me get in the Holy Ghost, give it a week, let's see what they do. Here it is a week later, I'm back out there doing what I was doing before. See, God will test you, you know that, right? He'll see if you're for real. I want to tell people when they come to God or even coming back to God, this is probably going to be the hardest thing you ever did in your life. Because God will try you. Did not God try Job? Take everything he had? It revealed who the real people around him was. His wife even came to him and said, curse God and die. She wasn't in it for the relationship. She seen all that stuff Job was going through. Job, curse God and die. Just, man, you might as well die now. Who are them people that's in your ear? Man, you might as well stop going to church. Church ain't doing you no good, man. Come out here with us. Come party with us. What you at that church for? I've done that. And I can honestly say, this, is, this right here, this is the best life I ever lived right here. The best life. No, I don't have... I don't got no fancy car. Right now I got a pretty raggedy car, but it's all right. I ain't got no mansion. But I take care of my family. I do my work at church. And I go to work and provide. Even though you see them people out there, they got responsibilities, but most of them don't even care about their responsibilities. They live in life in the now. They don't, they, don't, they don't care about repercussions. Anybody who smokes, knowing it's going to cause cancer, decreasing brain, brain cell, whatever you're smoking, whatever you're sniffing, you know the type of stuff that's going to cause. And they try to call us crazy for coming to church. Yet they drink, knowing it's going to cause liver cancer. They smoke, knowing it's going to cause lung cancer. And they call us crazy because we come to church to praise God. No, no. The shoe on the wrong foot, man. The shoe is on the wrong foot. You got to get here. We all got to get here. Go to God. Let's go to... Thank you, Jesus. Let's go to 1 Corinthians. I won't be before you long. I just got a few more scriptures. I'm going to get out of y'all way. 1 Corinthians 10, chapter 13. 
And it reads, there have no temptation take you, but such as is common to man. That means anything that you go through. Thank you, mother. <laughs> Somebody done been through it. God ain't a stranger to none of this. The world just repeats itself, <clears throat> if you ever notice it. There ain't no temptation taking you but such as is coming to man, but God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able. You are gonna, you, you able to get out of this. You're able to be tried and tested and still come out okay. Still come out saved. Still come out with a relationship with God. Matter of fact, your relationship probably going to be even better. Can you honestly say somebody spit in my face and I walked away? Right now as you stand. Can you honestly say somebody punched you and you turned the other cheek? Can any of us say that right now? That's tough. That's really tough. Me, personally, I did in the, in the <clears throat> utmost manner. But when it goes beyond that, I got to walk away. Because yes. then I'm going to find myself doing something that I should not be doing. So God says he ain't going to tempt you above what you're able to. So check this out. God said he ain't going to tempt you above what you're able to. So there's no way you can say, I can't handle this. There's no way you say this is too much for me. As a matter of fact, God just showing just how strong you are if you're going through that. Because he said he ain't going to put no more on you that you can bear. And here you are, you struggling with, you just lost this, you lost that, you lost this, and now you're going through this and that and that. God just showing you off, that's all. Look how strong my saint is. Look how strong my daughter is. Look how strong my son is. But when we decide to give up, when we decide to give up, that's when, that's when that feeling comes in. Say to tell God, see, look, look at him. That way he tried to do Job. Say, remove the heads and he'll curse you to your face. But that didn't happen. Matter of fact, God said Job got double for his trouble. So God said, I ain't going to put no more on you that you can bear. <clears throat> but will but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. So we got to be looking for our way out. When we go through, we got to be looking for our way out. We got to look. Man, is that it right there? Prayer meeting, is that my way out? Oh, a revival, is that my way out? You got to be looking for that stuff. Not, Lord, I'm going through, I ain't going tonight. That's when you get a devil room to work. When you decide not to go. Because one thing I know, everything happened for a reason. And if God calling a, a prayer meeting at the time you needed the most, that's got to be the time you got to run. I got to get there. I don't care what's going on. That way when this convention came, I was like, man, I got to get there. I literally emptied my savings to get there. Literally. I took it all out. Because I felt like this was, a, this, was, this was more important. Getting my spiritual life back, getting, getting that relationship with God, that's more important than some financial issues right now. 
You know, I'd rather take that chance and then God see my faithfulness and bless me rather than sit at home in the same slump that I'm in. But I'm finna get out your way. I think I occupied your time just a little too much now. <laughs> but let's look at what Paul went through real quick. Second Chronicles 11 and 33. I got one more scripture and I'll get out your way. I hope this is helping somebody because it's most certainly helping me. Eleven and twenty-three, Paul says, Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more and laborers more abundant, and stripes above measures, and prison prison frequently, and deaths all. Of the Jews five times received by forty stripes, save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods, once was I stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck, a night and a day have I been in the deep. Paul went through some stuff. And journeys often in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in in perils by my own countrymen, in perils by the heathens, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and pain, painfulness and watching often, in hunger and thirst, in fasting often. And cold and nakedness, besides those things that are without that <clears throat> which cometh upon me daily. Paul was going through some of this stuff daily. The care of all the churches who is weak, and I am not weak, for who is offended, and I am burnt, and I burn not. If I need glory, I will glory of the things which concern my infirmities. Paul said, I'm gonna take glory in this. This is going to show that I love God, that, I, that I'm taking this, that I'm willing to go through this. So I'm not I'm not I'm not glorying in the fact that uh, uh, I'm in abundance of revelation. That's not what I'm glorying about. I got a glory in my affirmities because that's the very thing that's keeping me to God. The very thing that you think that's trying to pull you away from God, you thinking the opposite. God trying to draw you closer. So here we are in a trial. And we thinking God don't love us. Here we are going through that same thing over and over again. And we think God don't love us. God trying to prove something to yourself. God trying to get you somewhere. And if you don't, if you don't hear anything I say, God is trying to get us somewhere. Whether that be through this or that. God's still trying to grab us. And I count a privilege and an honor. For somebody like Jesus Christ to want somebody like me. I gave this illustration of somebody to go out there and grab a pile of dirt and say, would you die for that pile of dirt? I don't think nobody would die for a pile of dirt. But here we are standing before, before we all dust. And God saw some dirt. <laughs> Glory to God. God saw some dirt. I'm going to die for that dirt. Oh, that by side. Glory to God. God looked at some dirt. God knew. God knew I was going to be back over and over again. Going back in that office and confessing to my pastor. God knew I was going to slip up when that thing came across me. 
God knew I was going to put him on the back burner and choose something else over him. He knew I'll go to work a 12-hour job and won't give him five minutes. He knew I was going to push him on my days off. I sit and watch TV and not do anything spiritual. Won't pick up my Bible. Won't pray. I said I was going to pray. I did. Then, I, then another episode came. I'm going to do it after this episode. Then another episode came. I'm like, no, I'm going to do it after this one. You know what? At 2 o'clock, I'm going to pray. I promise. I'm going to pray. Here it is, 11 o'clock at night. You got to go to work. The next day. Well, God don't want to be late for, church, for, for work. So now I go to sleep. And I gave two, to God two minutes all day. I said this earlier. The only time we talk to God is when we say our grace. That's it. Lord, bless this food in Jesus' name. Amen. And you eat. That's it. Is that all God is to you? Is that all God worth? Five minutes? A few minutes? Oh, no, no, no. Look at God dying for this dirt. Dying for that inconsistent man who can't stay consistent if his life depended on it. Oh, the spirit is indeed willing. I want to. Just like Paul said, the thing I want to do, I can't do it. But things I don't want to do, I end up doing that same thing. So now I got to get out of myself to please God. Now I got to turn that TV off. Now I got to put that phone down. Matter of fact, get a safe and throw the phone in the safe and lock it. Give it to one of your kids. Tell them to go run around somewhere. Whatever you got to do, do it. Most people don't think about this type of stuff. Oh, I'm going to go to church and I'm going to be fine. Oh, but you ain't at church seven days a week. There's going to be a time Satan going to come at you in the middle of the night, knocking on your door. Maybe even in a dream. He can't get you while you walk. He's going to try to get you in a dream. You wake up in your bed wet and you don't even know why. Oh, he'll get you. Whatever means necessary, he'll get you. Oh, I'm going to talk real. It's okay. Oh, it's tough. Whatever he got to do, he's going to try to do it. Because the Bible says he only got, what, a short amount of time. That means he's going to do everything and anything. He ain't going to play by the rules. He's going to go through your mama, your daddy, your kids, your job, whatever it takes. He's going to try something. So now what I, what, what I need to do in this time, I need to be storing up something. If I know a hurricane coming, I need to be getting some what, water, some dry goods. Satan, the Bible says when he comes, not if he comes, when the enemy comes in like a flood. So that means he's coming. So why is it we not preparing ourselves for the storm? Why is it we not getting ourselves together, storing up some prayer, as the old folks used to say, storing up prayer? Because those are going to be the times that you need it. When you're there alone. Because, you know, my pastor tries his best, but all the time my pastor don't answer the phone. That ain't saying nothing bad about my pastor, but sometimes he just be busy. 
All the time, we can't get a pastor on the phone. I try sometimes. It's, it's very hard. A pastor's a very busy man. He might even call you back a week later, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but all the time, you ain't going to have somebody there. See, the devil don't fight fair. Devil gonna try you when you at your weakest moment. Here, Jesus fasting forty days and forty nights, and say they're coming to tempt him. Man, you know you're hungry. Go ahead, and turn that thing to bread. Man, you Jesus, you can do it. And then try to play on his ego. If you be God, if you be God, listen. God know he God. He ain't got to prove to you he God. Satan knows what we go through. If you like red velvet cake, Satan ain't finna throw no key lime pie in your face. You finna get you a big old slice of red velvet cake, put it right in your face. Might even throw a glass of milk in there with it. Look here, man, you know you want this cake. You know you want this cake. The stuff we go through, sometimes we do want that stuff. But I'm not living a life for me no more. My life is not my own. To Jesus, I belong. It's no longer about what I want. We just read, you can't please God in the flesh. So what your flesh is desiring, it can't be from God. What your flesh is desiring, that can't be from God. Because God said, you can't please him in your flesh. He don't care nothing about your flesh. As a matter of fact, Paul said, I have to die daily. That means I have to kill what I want daily. Oh, God, God gave us the ammunition, y'all. He gave us the word. Glory to God. He gave us the word. But you got to know it. I mean, know it, not just quote a scripture. After you quote it, tell me where it's at. You probably can't even do that. You can't take a 22 bullet and put it into a shotgun and think it's going to shoot. That ain't going to work. You got to come to a Satan with the right ammunition. Satan came to God talking about uh, some bread. Turn these stones into bread. What God told him? Man can't live by bread alone. So that means I got to get in the word. Know my ammunition. You know what I'm saying? I can't give no give and it shall be given unto you good measure pressed down and I'm battling in my flesh. That ain't going to work. I got to get in there and find some scriptures. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I got to get some of them scriptures. Glory to God. My last scripture, 2 Corinthians 12. We're going to start at verse 1. We're going to read. It is not expedient for me, doubtless, to glory. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I knew a man above 14 years, whether in the body I cannot tell, whether out of the body I cannot tell. God knoweth, such as one caught up into the third heaven. And I knew a man, such a man, whether in the body or out of the body I cannot tell, God knoweth, how that he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words, which is not lawful for a man to utter. Of such and one will I glory, yet of myself I will not glory, but in my affirmities. For though 
I will desire the glory. I shall not be a fool, Paul said. For I will say, say the truth, but now I forbear lest any man should think of me above that, above that which seeth me to be. See, this is one of our problems. That we worry about our status over getting ourselves right with God. Somebody see you go to the altar. Oh, what's she going to the altar for? What she done did? Oh, we scared of that right there. But when I can lay my pride down. The Bible clearly says, save yourself from this untoward generation. And that means I got to go through some, some look, eye lookings. Somebody looking at me funny, so what? Get, I got to get my butt to this altar, man. I got a soul that need to be saved. That time I decide to sit in the chair and I know I'm not right will be that time that God will crack the sky. That time I just so happened to get in that car, I said, I didn't lose my life. That time a stray bullet, because a stray bullet ain't got nobody's name on it, will hit you out of nowhere. You know, it, it amazes me because on New Year's, I think that's like one of the highest points of the church because a lot of people be there on New Year's. And people know they ain't right and they walk out. They shoot guns in the air. They know they're not right and they can easily walk out the door knowing they're not right, knowing they can lose their life. That's tough. I can't do that. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't play with your salvation like this. For those of us who are saved, stay saved. For those who ain't got there yet, oh, we got some work to do. And guess what? This is the church that's going to help you do it. Oh, we're trying to get back to that tarian. We're trying to get back at working with somebody to the wee hours in the morning, whatever it takes. Getting back to that excitement when somebody come through. Getting back to that excitement when somebody's being baptized. Getting back to that excitement when somebody's being delivered. Oh, when that young man got his deliverance under that tent, man, we all was excited. We weren't getting delivered, but look, at some point in time, I had to go through deliverance. At some point in time, you had to go through deliverance. You remember I had to probably go through deliverance. And you remember how happy you was when they was done? Man, when I seen that young man, it looked like he woke up. Like he woke up. After that de- last demon came out, he looked like he woke up. That's amazing. It's amazing to know that God's still delivering. It's amazing to know that ain't no devil in hell can outpower our God. Bishop, Bishop Shaw used to say, I ain't finna come into church knowing I got a demon and leave out. He said, if I got to stand in front of the door and bark at every last one of y'all till y'all cast it out, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> you don't know the type of torment that is that people go through. Can't sleep at night. Demons taking control of their body and they don't even know about it. Deliverance is real. And it's attainable for anybody who wants it. Thank you, Jesus. For though I would desire, verse 6, for though I would desire to glory, I would not be a fool. For I will say the truth. But now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which he sees me to be, or that he hears me. Unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelations that was given to me a thorn in my flesh, 
the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should, excuse me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice. It may not happen on that first time, may not even happen on the second time, but keep doing it. I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. And he said, Paul said, I'd rather glory in my infirmities. I'd rather glory in the thing that's pulling me closer to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Pray my strength in the Lord.